Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, guys. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Adam Nicholas from What Culture Football. And coming up, yet another side are in for Wilfred Zahar. Barcelona are worried about the sale of Philip Coutinho. Tottenham have actually won a bloody trophy. And nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to watch La Liga. We start off, though, with the official bargain of the summer. Aston Villa have completed the signing of 33-year-old, well, now former Burnley goalkeeper Tom Heaton, for just... Eight million pound, man. That Absolute is, steal. That is Villa's Absolute 11th steal. signing of summer. It takes their spending beyond 110 million. We'll what get on to that in a second. Hell? But as you said there, like, I know Burnley have just been collecting anyone who's an English mm. goalkeeper in recent seasons. Yeah. But it struck me that uh, Heaton, who made, appearance, made appearances for, I think, 19 Premier League games last yeah. season, was, you know, I think Nick Pope is developing really well. Joe Hart is Joe Hart. Mm-hmm. But I always thought that Tom Heaton is and should be their number one goalkeeper. And the only reason he wasn't there at the start of the season may have been due to injuries. But they've sold him to Aston Villa for £8 million. First of all, what a great signing for Villa. £8 million for Tom Heaton. That is one of the best goalkeeper signings since Newcastle signed Martin Dubravka yeah. for like next to nothing. Like that is, to put it into perspective, you've got keepers who are going for insane, insane amounts of money. Who aren't tested who in aren't the Premier Who aren't tested in the Prem. Tom Heaton's history in the Premier League, not just with Burnley, who obviously got the pedigree of Manchester United mm-hmm. previous. Like, that is, it's a steal. An absolute steal. That, for me, despite all the other signings they've made, your Trezeguet, your, you know, all the others, that could be the signing that keeps Villa up for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't need, believe that Burnley have sold him for eight million. I think the thing is, though, he's not. Is he gonna? They're not gonna play him for whatever reason. They're not gonna play him ahead of Joe Hart and Nick Pope. I don't think they're not gonna give him that chance yeah. at Burnley. So getting him some foot. What, what does he want at that age? You just want to play football. He don't wants you? to play football. He wants to play football. He, he wants to prove he can still do it. Probably. And he probably wants a challenge still for the England goalkeeper. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I, it's, it's inexplicable. I get it that Nick Pope. Maybe this sort of future for them, mm-hmm. and Joe Hart arguably can be the present. But mm. I'd pick I'd pick Heaton over Hart every single day of the week, to be honest. I think a lot of people would, but I think it's the Nick the Nick Pope thing for me. I would like to see him continuing to get game time to improve him as a goalkeeper. Like if I was the manager, that would probably be my fundamentals. But Tom Heaton is a player who should be playing. He should be mm. playing every week for a club. It's nice to see he's found a club. Yeah, well, I suppose we are questioning it in terms of why have Burnley done this? They could have just gone, look, mate, we're going to have Nick Pope, <laughs> yeah. Nick Pope probably playing, yeah. and if, if he's not playing, Joe or, or Joe Hart is there to sort of educate him as yeah. a Premier League winner, of mm-hmm. course. 
you're probably not going to get that much game time. We love you. We respect you as a player. Let's go and get you playing some football as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you who I feel most sorry for. My best friend, uh, his wife has bought a dog. She's a massive, oh, an actual massive best friend. Burn. I thought you were doing a bit here. No, no, no. She's got, she's a huge Burnley oh, fan. Oh, you've told me about and this. And their dog is called Heaton. There it is. So, sorry, you have to put that dog down now, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. A bit woof, isn't it? Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Well, let's move on, shall we? Please. Under something a bit more interesting. Barcelona are concerned because they are desperate, absolutely desperate, to get rid of, believe it or not, <laughs> Philip Coutinho. They the are, lad who was, they were desperate. They were desperate to sign. to sign him. Well, funnily enough, it all comes round in circles, and they now are desperate to get rid of him. His sale has become a priority at the club, we are told. ESPNFC, ESPN FC, should I say, are reporting that they just can't get him sold and they're worried that the transfer window is starting to run down and nobody is making offers for Philip Coutinho. Now, they've said they've been told that there's concern at the lack of offers coming in from other clubs and because he's pro probably, probably Adam Wilborn got something to do with the fact they're valuing him at, what do you reckon? Uh, I don't even know how much they spent they, on so him. They, they, they spent over, they spent they over spent, 100 million yes, on they him. They spent over 100 million. 120 million euros plus add-ons they spent on he him. he didn't exactly set the world on fire He has not season. set the world on fire. He hasn't set the world on fire since he left nope. for, for Barcelona. Uh, 75 million. A little bit higher. 85 million. Yeah. It's not over 100 million, is it? It is over 100 million. They want 105 million euros. And they, for, and they can't understand why nobody wants no, him. No, no one... This is, I mean, this is a bargain. What did they spend on him? Yeah. 120 million euros plus add-ons. Well, the add-ons, we were talking about this before. And they the an extra 40 million almost. So, <laughs> Jesus. So they think... How many? We spent 160 million on him, potentially. So anything less than 100 million is ridiculous. Let's highlight how bad our mathematics are. How many Tom Heatons could we have bought <laughs> for that money? I'm just going to hazard a guess and say it's a lot of yes, Tom Heatons. I think... Come on. Well, at least... Over, or in terms of what what they want to sell him for or what they pay in, for? In terms of what they want, well, let's see what they sell him for. Well, I'll tell you what, they, they, if you do it as 100, 120 million they spent on him? Yes. Plus add ons, yeah. that's 160 million. That's easy. Yeah, that's 20 Tom Heatons 20, you can buy. 20, 20 Tom Heatons? If it's 160 million with add ons. Oh, okay, yes, yes, sorry, that does. I just did million. the easy maths. 20, Yes, yeah, sorry, but, fair enough. I mean, yeah, of course no one wants to buy him for 105. <laughs> Look, don't get me wrong, he is a phenomenally talented he's good. player. He's a good player. And there's been links back to Liverpool. I've been talking to, to mm. Ewan in the office about this. And he said, Look, we'll take him back. Well, just maybe not for 105 million. How sick must he be? Because he's left Liverpool in pursuit of more. And the Champions League. And the Champions League. And Liverpool have gone on and won it without <laughs> him. And he's not really getting that much like solid game time at Barcelona, nor is he setting the world The alive. fans hate him. The fans don't like him either. I mean, what a trade-up this has yeah. been. Fantastic. Also, if Go to not, Spain, this head. Also, I feel a bit sorry for him, because if what is how long till this transfer window closes? Eight days. Eight until, days. Until the English transfer window closes. Oh, okay, okay. But even so, you. I mean, you. if you don't leave, you're at a club who's clearly gone, please, anyone yeah. buy him. Oh, welcome back to training for That must be so awkward, that little in-between phase where it's like, they don't want me, and I don't really want to be here. Oh, well, I guess we'll just carry on. Yeah. Professionals. There's worse places to be. There is. But, yeah. In the rain in Dro Spain would be terrible. Dro drop the drop your evaluation for him or oh, offer 100%. some sort of, I don't know, some sort of... He's going to get loaned out somewhere, isn't he, I think? Yeah. Loaned out until they can agree a deal. I think that's, oh, that's what the move I would imagine they'll try and make. I don't think Chesterfield can buy him. We'd to be honest, him. I don't think Newcastle could buy no. him either. 
Bless him. Uh, right, let's talk about another big money uh, transfer move, though. And it, as as always this summer, it's the Wilfred Zahaga continuing. Oh, no. Uh, he's been linked with absolutely everyone. What? Uh, Arsenal, I think, bid Arsenal. 40 million, got rejected. Everton bid yep. 55 million, got rejected. But definitely didn't make a second bid. No. Wink, wink. Uh, he was linked with going to Chelsea at the start of next season because of their transfer yep. ban. I think Bayern Munich were linked with him. And now uh, he's being linked with Napoli. They're apparently Ooh. set to launch a £60 million bid, according to the Daily Mail, this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really want to sign the 24-year-old who... Uh, it's all due to the fact that the reason why they're chasing Zaha is because um, Pepe, who is, of course, Wilfred Zaha's Ivory yep. Coast teammate, uh, has apparently agreed a deal to move to Arsenal, so now they're changing their perspective to look for the 26-year-old Zahar, who is apparently open to move to a move abroad and clearly wants to leave Crystal Palace. Which I find... 60 million. Yeah, I find that interesting, though, because if I'm Zahar, he tried the big move away, he went to Manchester United, and it didn't work out for him. Now, granted, times were different. He was younger then, and they had certainly had more players in his position at that point. The thing for me is he probably wants to prove himself at a bigger club, yes? Mm-hmm. I would imagine that's the case. He probably wants to go and play Champions League football. Yeah, I would imagine that's that, yeah. what he's after. So a club like Napoli is probably where to go. Going abroad might well be it. I just... He's got a good thing going at Crystal... And I know that sounds daft because it's Crystal Palace, no disrespect, but they're not going to be challenging for the league. No. They're not going to be doing that sort of thing. So he probably wants has bigger aspirations. I just know that he's doing well at the moment and I always find this weird when players are doing well. I think keeping in that groove until you're really ready 100% to go on to that next level. Maybe he thinks he is. I think, genuinely, Everton would be a really good move for him. That feels natural, doesn't it? I I think Arsenal would be fantastic. I just sense that maybe... He wouldn't be, uh, you know, he might not even be this kept player at Everton, but he, he definitely wouldn't build the team around him at Arsenal. But needs, that's what Zaha strikes me as. He needs to be a player who is the main feature in that team. He's one to go, no matter what, because of your, basically, your reputation, you're starting pretty much every week unless you're garbage. That's the kind of yeah. It's true. He's that, he needs to be that player who people are looking to for the big, sort of the big moment in a match. Go to Zahar. That's yeah. what he is at Crystal Palace, and he needs to be that at the next club. As much as I think he'd do good stuff at Napoli or Bayern Munich, I think Everton should be the team that that's he should go to. That's where I would, if I was him, that's probably the team I would be aiming towards. Let us know your thoughts yeah. on it in the comment section. Absolutely. Below. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So a lot of people wanting Zahar, I think it's fair to say. One thing that nobody wants, apparently, is to watch La Liga on television because this sounds so embarrassing for the poor Spanish guys. Basically, as was reported by Bloomberg Television, they have failed to find a home for their, U- for their UK and Ireland TV rights, which is baffling, to say the least. I mean, I guess it's not slightly because we have been informed that ITV will be allowed to put on some matches from La Liga on their free I think it's like on free TV, essentially, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from February moving forward. I think it's like four games, maybe a week, something like that, right. from the league. But other than that, nobody has decided to pick up this coverage. Basically, what they're saying here is the broadcasters were invited to bid on the product, and nobody did. <laughs> so Just refreshing the email. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, it'll be any second now, they'll come flying in. Yeah. Two days later, still no way. Uh, well, I've got a quote here from Joris Evers, who is the head of communications for La Liga, who says that after assessing all bids and required additional documentation from participating bidders, La Liga has decided, has declared, sorry, the tender null and void because no satisfactory bids were received. La Liga thanks all participants in their ten- in the tender for their interest and shall inform soon about the next steps. Maybe they want 130 Five million fund. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe them and Barcelona need to reevaluate their money situation. It's interesting because outside of you know English football, yeah. you'd say La Liga is probably one of the most intriguing. You know, in ter- terms of like league, <laughs> you've really <laughs> only <laughs> got sort of PSG normally sort of dominate that. Yeah. Like you have Monaco in recent years and what have you, and Syria. Ah, we've got some really exciting teams in, in a, a French, French accent. accent. Um, <laughs> But you've got, you know, Juventus sort of dominate that. But Mm. in terms of La Liga, you could make the argument it's Barcelona, it's Real Madrid, Mm. it's sometimes Atletico Madrid. It's one of the most exciting leagues outside of the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I always find Serie A to be the other one because Mm. I find like Juventus, you've got Roma, Roma. you've got AC, you've got Napoli, you've got, oh, I love Roma. And Fiorentina, who I always feel like should be up there and just Mm. about lots of soft spot in me half of the purple kid. But that's like, I think the problem that people have is the stigma with the Liga is... Real and Barca, isn't it? Everyone just thinks Real Barca. It's probably going to be a runaway. You just Athletic want to watch El done, and yeah, that's kind of Athletic have done well to kind of wedge themselves in there recently. Sevilla are never that far apart mm-hmm. when they're having a good season. My beloved Valencia, who seem to go up and down like a goddamn yo-yo, never quite seem to get the consistency mm. together. But there's a bunch of teams in there who could potentially. I don't know what it is with La Liga. It feels predictable. I think that's the it thing is. that maybe is what puts people off. And. The thing is, we might say this on paper, but statistically, if it's not backed up, then why would a TV company go for it? I mean, how many times do you, would you say you honestly sat down and would watch a La Liga match from start to finish? Outside of El Clasico, I think I only really watched the ones where Atletico won the league at, mm. at Barcelona. I remember mm. watching that a few years ago. But yeah, outside of the obvious ones, yeah. The Real odd, Betis versus yeah. Barcelona. That'd be no the odd time. The odd time. I used to love dropping in not frequently but dropping in on Revista de la Liga where you used to have the little cafe set up mm, and Gilles yeah. Balaguer would be in there doing all his best report and that stuff's great but I don't watch it religiously no. I don't watch it like every single week and I certainly don't have that in much of an interest I haven't got time to watch normal football especially because cer- certain teams in La Liga do just sort of set up and go we'll try and yeah. drag out a nil how do we here? not get beat up Barcelona 10-0 there you have it Premier League best league in the world confirmed yeah. uh, Ryan will conclude with some fantastic news for Tottenham fans they've actually won a bloody trophy da, 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 and I haven't dropped their arse either no exactly hey. the bottlers have managed to do it they have won the Audi Cup 
After a 2-2 uh, draw between them and Bayern Munich, they won on penalties, uh, winning, I think, 6-5 on penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were leading 2-0. Eric Lamella and Christian Eriksen scored for them, but Bayern Munich came back thanks to Jan Fietart and Alfonso Davies, who levelled it up with a... Check on Alfonso Davies' goal, which is amazing. Uh, and Paolo Gazaniga saved from David Alaba and Jerome Boateng with Christian Eriksen missing a penalty for Tottenham. But yes, they beat them on penalties. Congratulations to Tottenham. Christian Eriksen, man, this is. Did he not miss a penalty in the World Cup mm-hmm. as well? That is a psychological thing starting mm-hmm. to go on there. But yes, congratulations to Tottenham. A nice bit of silverware in the in the trophy cabinet. I can't make any jokes. I'm a Newcastle fan. No. He's a Chesterfield fan. So I can't make any jokes about how it's it's a good time to be getting the trophy. But still, it's a good start. They're, looking, teams, they're looking great. They beat yeah. Juve, of course, Juve, in the last minute. Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich have all been in this competition and they've managed to get past them all. Is there a chance this is like. I, <laughs> I don't think there is. No, because... They're going to be that team again who, like last season, we mentioned as the sort of top three with City and and Liverpool Mm -hmm. who just sort of drop away in the new year. I love Tottenham. I like genuinely, I love the fact that they're doing great things for English football because of the team that they've got. It's a little great unit that we use for for the national team, basically. But unfortunately, it just seems that the wheels always just seem to fall off at that last minute. Maybe the strength and depth is what they lack that Man City and Liverpool both have. I've got to say very quickly as well... uh, Hopefully get well soon to Juan Foyth, who uh, had a really serious-looking ankle injury in that game. But we are waiting for an update on how he'll be for the start of the season. Right, let's move on to your Twitter questions. As always, send them to us at WhatCultureFC on Twitter. Showweezy to the stars starts us off. Who says, who are the best relegated players from last season that Premier League sides should look to buy? Well, well, well. Well, always comes to my mind, when they came up last year, I wanted to see what this lad could do in the Premier League. And then when they went back down, I remember thinking, how is he, no one's going to keep, like, not try to buy this guy? And it's Ryan Sessegnon, because mm-hmm. a fantastic young guy who's really got a potential future, English as well, that, you know, he could be playing in that international team. Where would where he would go, I'm not so sure. I feel like he's still got a lot to learn, obviously. He's still very young. What's he, like 19, 19 20, like maybe that, something yeah. like that? That's, there's a lot of potential there. He just needs to realise it. I don't think he's going to realise it in the championship with Fulham, for mm. me personally. Although, getting that game time is important at that age. And if he's staying at a club where that's happening, then fair play. I'd love to see him. At, well, I'd love to see him in Newcastle, to be honest. But I'd love to see him at a team who are not the top tier by any means. Mid t- mid-table teams mm. and see what he can do. Similar to what we said about Zaha. Yeah, maybe get him in the team, play him full, like, a lot and see what he can actually do. Uh, I completely agree with that mm. one. I was going to mention uh, Aaron Moy. I thought he was one of the standout players Solid during player. Huddersfield's Solid tenure player. in the Premier League. But uh, you can't look past, and you'll no doubt agree with this as an ex-Newcastle player, Alexandra Mitrovic. Be surprised. He bullies defenders. <laughs> he scores lots of goals. What does do you he, think? Does he score lots of goals? I though? don't know. I always assume he did. Alexandra Mitrovic is... Is he the, flat to He's deceive? frustrating. No, he's frustrating mm. because... He is everything you just described there. He's big, he's strong, he can break up the defence and, and he helps lay off for so many players. The problem with Mitrovic for me is consistency. He does score goals, but the amount of times you will see him in the absolute perfect position, six yards, 12 yards out from goal, and he misses. He'll take him five headers to, before he gets a header. So he might have five chances, miss them all, he might get the sixth. And even then... It's hit or miss. I realise what I've done here. I've gone off the match of the day to you Sunday highlights thing of luck. You've got, oh, look, he's oh, he amazing. Oh, look, he was on YouTube the other day. Yeah. So all his best. But no, Mitrovic, don't get me wrong, in the championship, will kill it. Again, mm. he's a fantastic player for the championship. In the Premier League, he finds it difficult to, to get that consistency. And when you're looking at, you know, he's wearing the shirt. He wanted to be wearing the shirt that Alan Shearer was wearing in mm. the end at Newcastle. 
and the guy just didn't consistently do it. It's a shame because I do like him as a player. I want him back in the Premier League. I do he's like a mad raggy bastard, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, right, Johnny College uh, asks today's second question. Who says which average Premier League team are going to have a long unbeaten run at the start of the season? Which we'll all then forget about by December. There's always that one team, isn't there, who everyone's like, yes. yeah, there we have, Man City, Liverpool, and uh, oh, apparently Southampton third. <laughs> Somehow Fulham, I don't yeah. obviously not. Yeah. But um, I think we've looked a little bit over. We mm. have cheated slightly for this one. We've had a little look over the top, and we've gone for the teams we thought might have an easier run-in yeah. in terms of the beginning of the Premier League. Is that yeah. fair to say? So a team who I think could... A team who I always think could do all right and have all the pieces, but just need to realise that but notoriously starts slowly in the Premier League, which is ironic, yeah. Everton, for me, yeah. have got a very solid run in. You've got, have you got the list of the games they've got? The hardest just... first game they've got in their first six games is Wolves. Wolves, which is by no means going to be an easy game. No, no, Wolves no. Wolves have become, after last season, a solid unit. But Everton's typically start really slowly. I remember all them years with Moyes, the Ronald Koeman era. No. Like, they just can't, they can't get going. And then they find the stride, probably when the second half of the season mm. kicks in, and they end up going back up to somewhere near where they should be. For me, I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see them strike up a good run. So Everton's my call on that one. What good about you? I'm going to go with Bournemouth. Uh, looked at their opening six fixtures. They play a couple of promoted sides. They play Sheffield United, I think, on the opening weekend. They play Villa. Uh, their hardest game in the, the opening six is Manchester City, the champions. But Bournemouth are at home. And I don't know, they're just a, a little bit tricky, the Cherries at home. A draw. Last yeah, year. They, 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 they always get results against the, well, they're always, but the they sometimes teams. get results against mm. the bigger teams. Uh, yeah, Sheffield United, Villa, as I said, Man City, Southampton in that opening six. They could be one of those teams who the fans get a little bit excited. I still remember like Bolton starting the season yeah, for a few years. Yeah, they just And everyone's like, oh, they're, they're top of the league. Uh, Jason Maxwell finishes off today, who says, should matches run for the full 90 minutes, but only in active Ooh. play, kind of similar to rugby? Yep. This would prevent uh, time-wasting, fake injuries, substitutions, etc. This one, it's tough, this one. I have to say, the way football is at the moment, the general game, I, it's not something that I, it really bothers us. Sometimes that goes for you, other times, you are absolutely all for the time waste and you get your guys in the corner and doing all that stuff. It's gamesmanship, it's part of the game. And what I would say is though, I would be happy to test it, personally. Mm -hmm. I would test it for a season, but I'm not I'm not desperate for it either way. I think time wasting is something I get so angry about mm. when it's the opposition. Yeah, when it's, the other when way it's around. my team, I laugh my yeah, head. Yeah, sit there going, get in there soon, keep them in the corner. Da, 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 da. I, I think I think for the most part it's not but like people moan about substitutions. Well, your dad moans about substitutions when they come off. And in reality, they never really take that long. And I think this season they may have changed the rules. I may have just invented no, this. No, you're right. They can just go off where they have on the to pitch. go off where the nearest point is, not to walk across. The I pitch. did enjoy that sort of trick, though, of like, oh, we're going to take our player off, Middle go of the to the go to the like other wing, <laughs> so far. he has to slowly yeah, yeah, trudge yeah, yeah. off. But in reality, you're only losing a minute there. The far more annoying thing for me is yeah, when they just run the ball into the corner. Well, it's and it's just so scrappy, no matter what team it is. You can't tell me that when you are desperate to keep a hold of the ball and you don't want to concede and you see your players going like the ball goes out they pick it up the guy goes to get it and they just chuck it the other way and you're like yeah. you're like that's a couple of minutes wasted when it's you great stuff when it's against you you honestly want to punch everyone and everything around you it's infuriating be, it'll be very hard to introduce something like that especially with VAR nowadays now granted mm. we're probably going to have plus 10 minutes of injury time <laughs> on a lot of Premier League mm. games this season as so they sort of get used to it but yeah I sense it's, it's much of a muchness you're either going to have I, I, I do agree with that I tell you what if, if 
they start having issues with VAR. I think we saw this in the, the uh, Women's World Cup, especially in one of the England games. It might have been the one we got knocked out on of, actually, when the USA played us, where they had massive amounts of VAR, and then they were like, yeah, three minutes injury time. And you were like, yeah, hang on, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah. How so does that work? Yeah. I, I, I just think that's the bigger, bigger issue here for now. Mm. As much as time wasting pisses me off, yeah. just concentrate on not killing the game too much with VAR or if that's going to happen you accommodate for a it. A lot of things are already changing isn't that? I don't feel like we need to do all of these at the exact same time. Tell you what, in fact let us know in the comment section below which footballing rules you'd like to see change and maybe we'll do a round table about it in Indeed. the next few days. Right, let us know your thoughts on that and all of today's news stories in the comment section below and don't forget to like, share and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter and send us Twitter questions mm. at WhatCultureFC. In fact, whilst you're there follow both of us. You can follow him at at it's Adam Nicholas and you can follow him at Adam Wilborn. You can follow us all at What Culture FC and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. My thanks to Adam Nicholas. Thank you for watching. Thank you. And we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.